Hello and thanks for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 187 for patch 5.4, made possible by OpenRaid. In this episode, we'll be asking, is information access a double-edged sword? And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Freckleface, and I play a Goblin Hunter. And this is Root, and I play a Goblin Warlock. We are a podcast for the casual World of Warcraft player. Coming up on episode number 187, we're going to review all the new Ask Mr. Robot add-on features. Uh, I did the unthinkable, and then I got called out for it in Guild Vent. We'll talk about that. And we're talking about game content websites using a spoiler tag system. So, hey, Frack. Hey, Root. How are you? Pretty good. How's, uh, how's your week been in the world of Warcraft? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Mix of awesomeness and frustratingness. So you were awesomely frustrated this week, is yeah. what, I, what yeah, I'm pretty, hearing. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. The first week of the tournament, I went in there, assessed what all the pets are that the three, the three people I'm supposed to be fighting have. Okay. I actually started a little notebook. Really? About it. Yeah, oh, okay. taking notes. Planning out my team. I realized I needed another certain types of pets. Needed a few more. So I spent a good few days, you know, capturing some more pets and leveling them up again. Finally went back into the tournament and after about three tries, got all the three people down. Oh, grants. And I'm like, cool. All right. I know there's another part to this, but it can't be that bad. It was so much worse. It's like famous it was so last words. <laughs> it can't be that bad. And this was on a Monday night, and it's eleven, oh. and I almost cried. Oh, and like, I am annoyed. Now. Yeah, I had to relax for a while. It got me stressed out. Really? Yeah. What'd you do to relax? I would think I watched Netflix. Oh, yeah. Okay. What were you expecting me to say? I don't know. I just like sometimes I remember you. I we talked about this one time in like. I think you said you watched some violent movie or something. I was like, oh, you did that to unwind from wow? <laughs> okay. Or that was something weird that you had done. Yeah, I've been getting bad habit of watching dramas late at night, and then I can't sleep. Oh. Yeah. I need oh. to stop doing that. They buffed Farmer Nishi. Oh. Which makes me sad. Why? Well, there's pet trainers throughout Pandaria that act as daily quests. And most of them are pretty difficult in that you do need a very specific combination of pets to beat them. Farmer Nishi had two elementals and one beast. Mm. And the two elementals were very easily beaten by my one aquatic pet. So this is how my team was set up. The second pet was the Dancing Water Skimmer. The third one was Little XT. Oh, Okay. The Dancing Water Skimmer could take on the two elemental pets by herself. So for the first pet, I would just put in any little little pet. <laughs> and they would fight for one turn, and then I'd swap it out. And oh, the Dancing XP. Water Skimmer would yeah, beat the two easily, and then I'd you know, beat down the little slug beast thing with my little XT. So you're, getting like, you're like getting XP soaking I was getting soaking several levels, yeah. and I would do this every day. 
So I go in one day during patch 5.4 thinking, okay, I need to level some pets. And I do my thing. I get my weak little pet. And my weak little pet's like, ha-cha. And then it uh, <laughs> swaps out. And the next thing I know, my dancing water skimmer is dead. Oh, no. I'm like, wait. What, what? happened? What happened? What happened? I, they Apparently she had some ability that she had forgotten about. Now she remembered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm Good at this. Yeah. I understand why they changed it. The AI was pretty terrible. The pets were always healing themselves when they were already at full health. <laughs> but that was like my method. So what you're saying is that the the pet battle intern learned some new code. I guess. And went back and went, oh, why'd I do that? Let me change that. <laughs> no, Blizzard just figured out people were using using her to... Easy leveling. Uh, see, I like my version better because I think like the intern did it and made the code change and didn't tell anybody. Like, oh, okay. sneak that in. That we didn't get in trouble. Okay. <laughs> but then that would have been running around the time of style. It is absolutely ADD aisle. <laughs> I know. Like, you, you think you have a goal, but then you get sidetracked constantly because now there's a rare pet over here. And now you see a mob that you know drops a pet. Well, let me... Fight the pet. I was like, oh, I'm near Kuruma's cash. Let me go and play the lottery a little bit. <laughs> Constant. But I got the Azure crane chick out of the nest. Oh, I was Grant. tired of getting aggro every time I, here's a nest, here's a coin, and now I have like four birds on me. Oh, they're easy to kill. Yeah, but it's a nauseous. Yeah, but it goes towards one of your weekly quests on the rare, or elites on the island if you kill one they're of them. They're not elites, though. I think one of the cranes is that comes out there. Yeah, one of them is, but not all of them. Yeah. So I got the Azure Crane Chick. I finished the riddle. Yeah. I caught the Skywing Moth, which is the battle pet that you can't... It's always at a place where you'd have to fly to, but you can't fly, so you have to get in the albatross's mouth. Albatross! That's fun. No. No? No. You don't like it? Not really. Although I did find something out, and then I I felt bad. Oh. Yeah. What'd you find out? You can dot other people's albatrosses and kill them in flight, and then they just (laughs) drop them where they are. Oops. Nice. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if you, oh, you can't. Oh, oh this is going to die. Oh, he fell. Oh, oh, let me look over this way. Oh, <laughs> how about that? Yeah. <clears throat> That's good to know, actually. I felt horrible. They're like, they're like, Root, you troll. You just did that. To me. No, no, no. Well, who, who caught you? Well, I I, I kind of mentioned it in Guild. I'm like, oh. hey, did you know you could do that? They're like, yes, don't do that. That's not good. I'm like, <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm going to do that now. Yeah. I got the whole root. I'm judging you. <laughs> so oh, That's funny. So how has your week been? I've been killing albatrosses pretty much all week. No, just, <laughs> just that one. Um. And I did feel bad about that. I did, however, finish the first full wing of flex rating. All right. And then we went into the second wing of flex rating all the way up into where we're inside Orgrimmar, uh, which I think is like the third or fourth boss encounter there. And we stopped. And people were like, why are we stopping? Mm-hmm. And they went, come look around the corner and you'll see. Okay. Because it was like getting close to midnight on a Tuesday night, right? So we walk up, we look around the corner. Now you're like in Orgrimmar, in the front of Orgrimmar, over by like where the, you know, the bank and mm. all that, you know. In, uh, was it like Valley of Heroes or Strength or whatever it is. And there, there's so many 
trash mobs to kill. Oh. And we're just like, oh, yeah, this is a good time to stop. <laughs> so let's stop. So we stopped. <laughs> um, it's super fun. I'm really, really liking it. We got some more information about Flex coming up here in a minute. Um, I did get honored with uh, Emperor Shao Hao. Awesome. And um, did that with the help of um, Open Raid. I jumped on a group. It was really cool. Jumped on a group with like four of the guys from Four of the Realms. Or for the people, if you will, from four of the realms. And the reason that's important is we all went up to this one little spot and we cleared that spot out and then we reformed the group and we made another person the leader. And we transferred that person's realm. And we'd clear it out. And we just kept transferring realms and clearing out that same little uh, area. Yeah. And uh it was really good. I mean, we we like in an hour I almost completed all the way from friendly to honored. And then I wrapped it up early in the morning. Uh, with a with another friend one day, that allowed me to get my trinket. It's a four ninety six trinket. It's a little bit of a downgrade from what I've got. However, the on use ability of that trinket teleports me back to the island or the Isle of Timeless Isle. So it's our additional hearth, if you will. I like that. Nice. So now I reset my hearth back to uh, the temple or the whatever the shrine. Uh huh. And then I have my little trinket that I just equipped my trinket and go now I've already messed up and you know I'm going through uh flex rate and I look down and I go, Yeah, I still got that trinket equipped. <laughs> I hate trinkets. Well no, I just made a tell me when for it. Ugh. <laughs> I know it's my answer to everything. So now if if that trinket is equipped, I have a picture of the trinket up on my screen. Oh, okay. So I know I've got the trinket equipped. Because of smarts. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, because I forget I have it equipped. But that's there, so it's kind of cool. You mentioned you got your little uh, Azure Crane. Right. I got Bonkers. Bonkers? Yeah. What's he like? He's a monkey who wears spiked boxing gloves. <gasps> you pet battle with him yet? No, I don't think he can. I don't know. Should be able to. I don't know. You can't trade him. Doesn't mean you can't pet battle with him. Yeah, okay. No. I have not pet battled with him yet. I think the only ones that can't pet battle are the balloons and the humanoids. Oh, I got a balloon too. Not even the humanoids, like the actual, like the human little boy and the human little yeah. orc. In your sages, guild pages, whatever they are. Right. Yeah. I get the the new the new the new balloon from the Timeless Isle too. Oh. Yeah. It's something to spend coins on. Not getting a car. Um. I bought a bunch of outfits for the <laughs> I wigged out like crazy. Uh, I well, bought way too much. Well, when I went into the, to, uh, the monkey dude to run the, the lottery monkey, uh-huh. I was just like hitting, everything was getting was like 900 plus coins every time. Uh, Except for like one where I got 300 and I was like, I'm still going to, and then I got bonkers. I'm like, and I got gear and everything. I was like, this is great. Man, all I've gotten in coins is that it's mostly been less than I paid for the key. Right. See? So. I've been losing. This and sometimes I usually just like break even. This time I was like winning, winning. And then I got the bet that I left. Nice. Because you got to know when to, when to quit. Yeah, it's important. That's true. <laughs> when to step away? I like got the bet. That's enough. Let's go. So I goed. Got all my rune stones finally. Um, remember, I was kind of complaining the other week that I was going through flex and nothing dropped. No, and they said right. first eight bosses are gonna nothing. So I went through and like I got all the way up to eleven out of twelve runes, and I'm like, oh, this is great. 
And I thought, I'll just go run Pinnacle. And I'll get my guaranteed from Lei Shin. Uh-huh. Good, good thinking me, right? Yay. Right? No. No? Be, no, because right after you get the 12th room from killing Lei Shin, your next quest is to go kill Lei Shin. Oh. <laughs> so I was hoping uh, when I was going through that LFR that I would get it ahead of time. Because what I actually did on the advice of a friend was teleported out of the dungeon. Turn it in and get the next part. Well, I camped right in front oh. of a uh, dude there. Mm-hmm. And then was expecting hopefully to get my runestone prior. Then it didn't happen. Hmm. So... <laughs> Legendary quest is hard. It's like Q-Q. legendary or something. Right? <laughs> What's the deal? They're not just giving it to me. <laughs> Come on, Blowbird. <laughs> so yeah, it's been a good week though. Been yeah. A good, yeah, for the most part. We'll talk about some fails when we come up. Today's totally tantalizing topic: information access. The good, the bad, the ugly. Brought to you by OpenRaid.org. OpenRaid allows players to form both cross-realm and local raid teams for scheduled and pickup runs for current and old content. Check out OpenRaid.org. When the World of Warcraft gets new content for the community to consume, many of the websites, video producers, and podcasts that cover the content race to be the first to provide information about the content. That information sometimes includes complete walkthroughs of the content up to and including locations of hard-to-find items in the game. Now, while our stance is information is good, we'd like to address the need for a spoiler alert system. Before we dive into this, though, I, you know, I want to let you know that we do understand that the information could just as easily come to a person via conversation or really any other method. We also understand that the actual consumption of the information is a personal choice by the individual. Furthermore, we understand that I might just be a crotchety old man. Before we get into the pros and cons, scientifically, there is a study we talked about a few weeks ago about um, people who watched a dramatic movie and they had a control group and some were given spoilers and some were not. And the people who were given the spoilers, where you think they wouldn't enjoy the movie as much, they actually enjoyed it a bit more. Their mind was relaxed and they were able to take in more of the nuances of the film and see how everything was pieced together rather than just being focused on the question of what is going to happen. All right, so the pros and cons of spoilers. And specifically talking about game spoilers here. So some pros, Freck. One of the pros is you get stuff done faster. If I go to a website and I read where everything is and I know what to go do, I can go do that stuff and get that stuff done faster. Yay me. I'm also less frustrated because I'm not spending my time hunting around and looking for stuff and wondering where it's at and how to get it and how to do it. and I know, I've read it. I get some bragging rights for it because I did it first. I can tell my buddies, "Ah, I don't need to go do that. I've got that. I've already got that pet. I've already summoned that person. I've gotten all the chests. Now, since I've done all this stuff, because I read on the spoilers where to go do it, i got more time to do other stuff, like, you know, wait for rares to spawn. Plus, I get, like, instant rewards. I get my achievements done faster. 
because I know how to go do them. And then realistically, you know, I can complete something that I might not have other, otherwise been able to do because I just, you know, couldn't figure out how to get it done. In contrast, the cons, it takes the challenge away. And there's no sense of accomplishment, no sense of discovery. And you're really just kind of sitting back and waiting for others to do the work for you. I went through this when I did the riddle quest. I did want to solve it myself. And the riddle quest, like we talked about last week, you know, you, you go through the sand, you pick up basically pieces of mud that says glinting sand, and you might find a riddle in it. And then you have to go do the steps and find there's three different things to it. And I said, I'll give it a shot. And I basically wandered around for a good hour and I gave myself a headache before I finally just <laughs> <laughs> went and watched a video of it. Oh. Because what I what my instinct was to go, I went there. And then once I was there, I didn't look in the exact right spot. Sure. So I never found it. Sure. And then, like, the second place, I would have never gone there otherwise. Same with the third. So I would have never gotten it if I hadn't looked it up. Now, that particular one I did on my own, but it wasn't until dumb luck in the first one. Okay. And then the other two just kind of fell into place. Uh Uh-huh. But I did, I was stuck in that first one for probably, like, I quit trying. That's how, I mean, it wasn't like, oh, it's like, whatever. You know, I'll get it when I get it type Uh thing. And actually um, ended up somewhere, not by choice. That's a good way to say it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, look. And then there it was. Yeah. So I knew I'd probably be able to get it because there have been lots of quests that I've been on that I have tried to figure out where it is. And, you know, I'm carefully going over the text in the quest and trying to figure out what it could refer to. Not really understanding, and then finally looking it up and going, oh, it's supposed to be there? And not really understanding why they phrased it a certain way to make me think something else. Sure. And so, since I knew that the design and the quest has been like that with several of them, that there have been lots of quests I just would never have gotten done without looking it up, I knew I'd probably have to look it up anyways. And I don't have a problem with needing to go look stuff up. Like on Wowhead, because I've done that more times than I can count. Like even trying to turn a quest in sometimes, you have the question mark on your mini map. You run to the question mark on your mini map. Right. Ain't nobody there. And you're like, I'm here. I'm standing on the question mark on the mini map, and there's nobody here. Right. And you're like, what did I forget to do? What is this? What is that? And then you realize you go look, and either you're supposed to summon the person, or they're in a cave, or... Mm. You have to drink a potion or, you know, whatever else you're supposed to do to make, you know, to be able to turn that quest in. Sometimes the quest objective spoils itself. The first one that you get when you go to the aisle, it says, go explore the aisle. Go find things that are interesting to you and come back when you're done. And you're like, okay, this is an open-ended quest. I guess I'll just get it when I get it. And then once you pick up the quest and your quest log, it's like, find this place, find this place, this place, this place. <laughs> like, right. oh, okay. Yeah. Or <laughs> this has happened before when you talk to someone like, oh, I can't, I can't find my brother. He's gone missing. He's been gone for two months. 
I think he might have been eaten by a wolf, but I don't know. He still could be alive. And then he, you're like, oh, I wonder what happened to this guy. Pick up the quest, find this person's corpse. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like, ah, all right. Yeah, I think you're talking about the one up in uh, up in Outlands. Probably. Yeah, you talked to the little spirit of the dude and the wolf. and Yeah. Know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or your quest is find out how he died. I'm like, right. oh, okay. I guess he's dead then, isn't he? Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so I think there's a difference between information on how to do something and a spoiler. Okay. And I want to make that distinction. And I believe that the difference is a spoiler is something you don't ask for. Okay. Where information is something you seek. If I put in a, you know, if I use a search engine and I type in a question about the Timeless Isle, and the first result page I go to has my answer, and then it has a ton of other information that I didn't really want to know, Mm -hmm. that I would have liked to have found out on my own, that's a spoiler. Because it's in my face, and I didn't ask for it. Right. So... In and of themselves, however, spoilers aren't bad. We've already gone over some of the pros, you know, uh, of what it can do. It can really help somebody out when they're in the jam. There are people who don't even play the game who can live vicariously through these spoilers and see what people are doing in the game. So, by themselves, they're fine. It's the delivery method that I personally have a problem with. Or really the lack thereof of any delivery method. If a person or a resource has spoiler type information, don't just throw it out there. Don't just put it in, in the world's face for them to see. Have a way to deliver it. Have Make it be an optional type thing. You know, I don't want to walk into a bookstore and this new title is coming out and have a person at the front register talking about the ending of the book. I think we made the analogy of coming out of a movie theater and having people talk about the ending of the movie. That wasn't really an analogy. That's something we were going to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were going to do. We're going to do a fake ending, right? Of the movie. <laughs> yeah. But you don't want that because then the person doesn't have a choice, and that is yeah. where my problem is. That's where that's where I think my crotchetiness comes from. I think that's true, and I. I think the way you can give people choice, I think it can be pretty simple. And you should really do this in whatever communication you're having with people, whether it's a conversation, um, a blog post, a tweet, you know, whatever, is talking about the subject, bringing it up, and then giving people an option to leave the conversation before you actually say the spoiler alert. For example, if you make a blog post about my review of this TV show, this episode. People aren't going to click on that. They don't want to know what's going to happen. Exactly. If you make your blog post, I'm so shocked that this happened in this episode, then people are going to see that title before they have a chance not to. Right. Exactly. And it's like, it's in, it's in your face. It's in your face. Yep. Yep. Now, with what I do for work, I don't have any way to get away from it. I mean, I read what people search for on the internet. And then I have to read about that topic for about eight minutes. (laughs) So, if it's about four-year-olds throwing temper tantrums. Now, I'm reading about that subject for eight minutes. 
If it's about Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. <laughs> oh, that was the worst one. <laughs> if they're like, this person dies in Downton Abbey season three. And I'm like, oh, come on. And I was on season two at the time. And then I had to read about it for eight minutes and I watched the video of it. Uh, uh, uh. So I knew exactly how and why and when and where. Yeah. My buddy Scott, when TiVos were big, remember TiVos? I never had one, but I had a DVR. Okay. Yeah. Same thing. He would TiVo the football games. And then if you called him during a football game, he didn't answer the phone, hello, or hey, this is Scott. Uh Uh-huh. He'd answer the phone, I'm on TiVo time. Don't talk about the game. (laughs) (laughs) So what I would do is purposely text him, fumble, every so often. (laughs) Not like who recovered it. Not, and I wasn't even watching the game. I just knew the game was on. Oh, okay. I knew he was a particular team fanatic. Uh-huh. And so I would just go fumble <laughs> every so often just to just to get his goat. Yeah. But, you know, he knew I was just trolling him. But it's not like I was watching the game and then called him and go, you know, the final score is or the right. score at halftime is. You know, like if my if I know my dad is watching a football game and it's a game that we're both going to watch, I will text him, "Are you watching the game?" Yes, no, whatever, right. <laughs> and then we can talk about it or not. So, yeah, but I like giving that choice. Like you said, it's the choice. There are lore questions as a daily quest on the Timeless Isle. How do you approach those? Multiple guess. Is what oh, okay. I do. I look at it and I try to, if I don't, some I know, some I don't know. And if I don't know, I just kind of look at it and I go, I think this. And if I'm wrong, I go, okay, that was wrong. Next, I have two more chances next time I see that question. So kind of like the process of elimination. Okay. I don't go looking it up. And the reason I don't go looking it up is because if you look it up, you will find every answer to every question. It depends on how you look it up. If you type the question, you will get the answer to all the questions. I agree with that. Now, this is how I've been approaching it. One of the questions that I got was, name the Titan Lorekeeper who was a member of the Elite Pantheon. Oh, okay. Okay. So, the way I researched it was, I just typed in Titan Lorekeeper. And I found the wiki article about Titans and the Pantheons. And I read the whole paragraph. I learned things about the Pantheons I didn't know before about who gave power to what, and then I found the answer in the paragraph is easy. What I did not do was go to Wowhead, because the first comment is an answer to all the questions. Well, the site I'm kind of referencing isn't even Wowhead. It's a completely different site, but it's got everything about the Timeless Isle. Everything, and it's right there in your face. Well, I just think for the lore questions, I think it's more interesting... To research a vague enough question so that you actually read about it and then find out the answer rather than find the answer to the quest. That makes sense. It does, yes. And to me, I'm the same way. Like, I was having an issue trying to find something on the island. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned it to somebody. And they said, have you done this? And I'm like, well, yeah, I've done that. And like, well, do that again, but look over here when you're doing it. Oh, okay. I'm like, um, all right. And so I did that again and looked over there and voila. Right. And I was like, okay, cool. 
so I wasn't given the answer. I was given direction. And I liked that because I was still able to, you know, it wasn't like click, click, done. It was like, all right, I'm over here doing this again. Okay, I'm looking at that in there. Okay, I got it. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. So the big picture here is that information itself isn't bad. How that information is presented and made available to the consumer, that's where the issue lies. If you are at any time responsible for content production that might contain any level of spoiler type information, use some sort of tagging or hiding system that doesn't just present the information to the public without them needing to do something. Pressing a button, highlighting the information, reading more, going to the next page, you know, doing something else. Don't just shove it in their face. That's, that is my biggest thing. I think as a consumer, it has to be balanced because I don't think if you're going to be behind on the content, I don't know that you can, like if you're going to watch a football game, T-Vote instead of live, like I don't know that you can really expect for it not to be spoiled because it's going to happen at some point. But at the same time, if you're on the other end, it's be nice to be considerate of that. Sure. Now, to take the TiVo example, if I'm watching a game on TiVo or DVR of any kind, I'm going to limit my intake of other information that might contain right. that right. information about the game. In a gaming platform like World of Warcraft, if I'm going to do research about a lore question and I'm presented with answers to every lore question, not just here's where you would go to find more information about this. Here's the answer. And here's the answer. All the lore questions that is like, uh, and now I'm like, I didn't have a choice, but you know, there it is. I read fast. Sorry. (laughs) It's not like I can tell my brain to slow down. It's like, I just consumed all that in in two seconds. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want to know that. But now I know that. Mm -hmm. And now when I get back and do that question, I automatically, well, I already know that one. Because I was here and I saw it. So. True. But you don't know why, so you can always research to find out the why. Yeah. Oh, no, that's cool. I mean, definitely can go back and do that. I just I just, I just, I just don't like the, the fact that it's been shoved in my face. That's all. Yeah. That's all. Okay. Crotchety. <laughs> awesome add-ons. A couple weeks ago, we had V Zupercat from Ask Mr. Robot on, and she told us all about the 5.4 changes, and we're like, oh, that's so cool. We can't wait. Right? Absolutely. And now it's 5.4. And so now I'm using it and it is cooler than I could have imagined. No disrespect to V, but she did not do enough to to promote this thing. It is it is 10 times better than she's probably just being modest. She's like modest mouse, not super cat. She needs to change her name. So because this thing is out of the world. Awesome. So check this out. Here's what you do. Number one, you have an account with Ask Mr. Robot. And if you're cool, then you have a premium account because it's only like a dollar a month. Crazy cheap. You log out a while, so you get the latest information on the army about your character. You log into Ask Mr. Robot. You import your character. You know, you click load. It loads it from the armory. So it's got all your latest stats and all your latest stuff in the armory from the armory. You click on the optimize button. Ask Mr. Robot does all its crazy math and comes back and says, okay, here is the optimizations we recommend. Here's your gems. Here's your enchants. Here's your uh, reforges. Here's everything you need. Oh, cool. They have a little button that says click to export. And you can export it to the add-on. You're like, oh, this is so cool. 
when you click that button, you get this string. You copy that string, you load back into WoW, and of course you have the Asmus Robot add-on from Curse. I should have probably started with that. <laughs> you know, like go download that first. So you right-click the add-on, you click on the import button, the little box pops up, you paste that string, and then it gives you everything. And by everything, I mean everything. It gives you a shopping list. Here's what you need to go buy. Here are the gems that you need. Here are the enchants that you need. So you go over to the auctioneer, right? Like you're going to go see if everything's on the AH with your shopping list. You open up the auctioneer. Their Ask Mr. Robot window pops up with your shopping list on it. And first you think, okay, cool. They're reminding me what I need. I can read it over here on the right and I can type it over here on the left. Oh, no, 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 no. You just click on the thing, on the item, on the Asmus Robot add-on, and it looks for it for you on the auction house. So if it says you need this cool gem, okay, you click on that cool gem, it populates it if it's available in the auction house, you click buy out, you're done. So if you need like, I don't know, five gems and three enchants, and they're all listed on the right-hand side of the Asmus Robot add-on, you're going to click the five gems, buy the five gems, click the, the, the enchants, buy the enchants, and you're gone. It's that simple. Then you're like, okay, I got my gems, I got my enchants, and you gem and enchant everything. And it tells you when you're doing that where to put them. Like on your gems, let's say you have a pair of pants and it requires two gems. It tells you what gem goes where, which is even easier because you don't have to think. You just click, 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 done, done. And then when you're done, you get the robot stamp of approval, which is really cool. It's one of those self-motivating, like, hey, uh, he they approves. I like that Mr. Robot approves. You know. Then you go visit the Reforger. You open up the Reforger. It says, oh, hey, you open up Reforger. Here's the pop-up. Mr. Ask Mr. Robot pops up. You click Reforge it. Reforges everything for you, Freck. And I know there are other add-ons that do that, but the fact that this one is built into the Ask Mr. Robot that gives you your shopping list and does everything else for you is just fantastic. It's the Ask Mr. Robot add-on. They've got over 245,000 downloads of their add-on. That's crazy. That's a lot of downloads. Yeah. 245,000. Probably more now that this is out, right? You snag that. Your time that you're going to spend trying to optimize your character, trying to do your reforges, trying to do your enchants, trying to figure everything out. Look, here's a deal. When it comes to professions... I have mining and I have skinning and that's it. I may have dabbled in some other stuff, but I mean like below level 10 dabble. I just give up. I got cooking, but I didn't count all those kinds of fishing, whatever the secondaries. So I say, Hey, I need an enchant on my weapon. And someone says, what do you need? I'm like, I don't know. Whatever the enchant that I need on my weapon is They're like, well, there's several. What do you want? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I have a weapon. Uh, I'm a uh, warlock. I need the, the warlock level 90 enchant for the weapon and they're like okay well here's my list of all the enchants i do and i go i still don't know <laughs> they're like can you read yeah i can read but i, I don't want to read <laughs> so so master mr robot goes oh you need jade spirit oh okay cool click done done it just does it and it's i don't know to me is it, it is huge it is a huge time saver, and I don't have to worry about the math. I don't have to worry about, you know, someone going, why do you have that gem? I don't know. Why do I have that gem? <laughs> it was pretty, and I liked it. 
<laughs> it said red gym. I put a red gym in it. No, you need this gym. Oh, well, that gym's like 500 gold. I'm like, yeah, get it. Oh, okay. With the add-on, it goes, you need this gym, this gym, this gym. Okay, click, 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 done, done, done. Now, here's the thing that I noticed. It said you need these like eight things, and I clicked those eight things, and I looked at my gold. And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I just spent like five thousand gold that quick. Okay, <laughs> thank you, Ask Mister Robot. <laughs> It'd be cool if they would tell you like what a scan the eyes has to go. By the way, all these things are gonna cost <laughs> right five k gold. Do you want to spend that much? <laughs> um, yes or no? But yeah, just go get it. If you don't have the Ask Mr. Robot add-on, go get an account with Ask Mr. Robot. Get the premium one. Spend a dollar a month. You know, skip a skip a soda a day. It's good for you. Any how to skip that soda? That'd be thirty dollars a month. Skip a soda a month then. <laughs> See, I can't do math. That's why I need Ask Mr. Robot. And get the add-on. It's 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 worth it. Just the amount of time that you save and, and your character totally optimized. Plus, there's a guarantee. It's an unwritten rule in the world of Warcraft. If you gym and enchant everything you've got, you're going to get a drop the next time you run something. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's okay. pretty much guaranteed. <laughs> pretty much. And it's going to replace what the most expensive oh, right. thing that you just gemmed and enchanted. Pretty much guaranteed. <laughs> Is that the Murphy's Law? Wow. Uh, no, it's just, yeah. It's a, one of those, yeah. It's, hey, they could be a topic for next week. <laughs> <laughs> The unwritten guaranteed rules of wow. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know what I did? I ginned and I enchanted I ran and I got like four drops. I'm like, great. That's awesome. I got four drops. I just spent 5K. Right. Jimmy and enchanting to come on this <laughs> flex rate and I got four drops. Yay. <laughs> you know, you're excited, but wow, I got to go mining more. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, go get it. Just take my advice and go get it. Looking for fail PST. So, Freck, I'm going to go ahead and admit this one. What'd you do? Got called out and raid vent for this one. Oh. Yeah. I was in a hurry, and uh, I had forgotten to post a bunch of stuff on the auction house. And so I uh, got to work, and I was like, oh, i got to post that stuff out. So I jumped onto the, the mobile armory on the web, posted my stuff. And uh, the first thing I noticed is it sold pretty quick. And I was like, wow, it must, must be a good day. It sold pretty quick. And then I realized, well, that's not a lot of gold that I got for that. Okay. And then I realized that I posted a per item number for the stack. Okay. So instead of selling something for like, you know, 70 gold, I sold it for two. Ooh. Yeah. Not good. <laughs> And they were sitting there in Guild Vent, and they're like, hey, Root, do you know you posted a bunch of cloth on their auction house for like two two gold? I'm like, yeah, you don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Move on, please. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, that was a stinger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I got like, yeah, not good. Mm. <laughs> Ate up all my, someone made, someone got a good deal. That's all I got to <laughs> Someone got a really good, now I've been on the other side of that where I've seen someone list something incorrectly. Right. Like two orders of magnitude, much much more detrimental than when I, you know, the two versus seventy. Like I got something that should have been like ten thousand gold for a thousand once. Ooh. Yeah, it was a uh, one of the most. It was, it was like the in game 
dagger that you could get for wrath when someone had listed it for like a thousand gold, which was a lot back then anyhow, and it should have been ten thousand. Mm. And I was like, got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, just be careful. Take your time. Uh and, and you won't you won't mess stuff up like that. So you know, take that one from me because ouch, that hurt. Wow news for the casual player. 5.4 brought about flex rating. And while a lot of people are using that for their guilds or to, you know, just run with their battle tag friends, it has blown up over an open raid. It is so popular that at any given time, there are about 3,000 members online. 3,000. That's a lot. Yeah. And it might be a little bit intimidating to new players, maybe some who are only used to LFR type difficulty. And now you have flex, which granted isn't as hard as normal, but it's it's more difficult than LFR. So they're having staff-led events specifically for people who are new to flex and might be a little bit timid with it. And the purpose of these runs is to help these people get familiar with the mechanics, to give them you know, a safe place to start out. They're also running staff-led Throne of Thunder meta achievements. So now is a great time to go get your Throne of Thunder achievements. Yeah, and the cool thing about the, the staff ones is a lot of times when you go into these, these meta achievement runs, the, the people who are running the achievement runs are very specific about what you need to be there. You need to know the fights, you have to have this, you have to have that. When you go on the staff one, they're pretty much they're hand holding. I'm not trying to dumb it down, but I'm just trying to say that it's a lot less stressful, and they take the time to explain things for you. So if you've never been on an achievement run or never been on a meta run, if you go on the staff one, it's a little slower paced. They explain things. You go through and like, okay, I get this, I got it, and then subsequently you can jump up to one of the other ones in the channels or any of the events listed and go on those. And expect, you know, at least you've been in one and know what to expect. So they're just getting crazy popular. And so they're adding more and more and more staff events to help people integrate in. Because uh, it's it's just, it's good. It is good. I know that like I talked about the show earlier that I went with the group uh, and did the uh, the rep farming for like an hour and a half. And, and like got almost honored with that. And it was fantastic. So, yeah, we were doing all of our world bosses before, uh, but we haven't in like a week or two. So it's going to be a day pretty soon when you just solo Galleon, you know, <laughs> and it's going to be crazy. Maybe you, know, you just watch it'll be either Paladin or a Death Knight solo Galleon. Well, true. <laughs> you know, it'll be there. So, everybody, thank you so much for listening to another episode of HearthCast. We are always looking for people to come play HearthCast AOE. If you've got about 15 minutes between 6 and 9 p.m. Eastern on a Thursday night and would like to challenge Freckleface or myself, send us a message through SpeakPipe on HearthCast or our Facebook page, and we will take care of the rest from there. I'm going to give a shout-out to Emma Jade, Noble Shield, Tower Howrick, Echo Eggs, and AbraxoCast on Twitter, and also Jean-Pierre on Facebook. Thank you for your messages this week. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Uh, we talked about the uh, the pedal system I got underneath my desk, like yeah. the stationary bike thing. And my kids still make fun of me <laughs> about it. <laughs> but it's 
it has really made a difference for me. Oh, good. Because I, I can't do it all the time. It's not like I'm constantly pedaling when I'm playing. Mm-hmm. It, that I could not get that to work because I tend to shift my body weight forward and tuck my legs underneath the seat for whatever reason. I get into like a game position. But if I'm farming or if I'm, you know, mining or whatever, I kind of sit back and relax and I'm, I pedal. I just pedal. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then like the other the other morning I came in and I was like, where's my pedals? My pedals weren't there. And they were out in the living room. So I asked my daughter, I was like, hey, why are the pedals in the living room? She goes, oh, I was watching TV and decided to pedal. Oh, good. So, yeah. And then we talked about it at the WoW meetup, remember? Uh-huh. And um, the member there talked, she said she had the Wii Fit. And so I got a Wii Fit. How and was I, that? But on it once, it called me obese, so I haven't been back on it, actually. <laughs> it got mad. Lucky I didn't return a thing. You know, it doesn't hold punches. Yeah, she was saying that if you, it weighs you every time. If you yeah. don't lose weight, it'll be, oh. Yeah. That um, made me mad. Yeah. And it does that, too. It's kind of like, oh, oh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Scumbag we fit. <laughs> right. You know, and it's, you know, like it does this balance thing. And I'm like balancing, trying to balance. I'm like, okay, you know, okay. And it goes, oh, I see your sense of balance is a little off. Do you trip when you walk? I'm like, get the. I don't let my wife talk to me this way. <laughs> you best step off. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, a lot of cool games in it, though. My kids play a lot of games. I like watching my kids play the games more than... I, I ain't getting back on it, thing. Call me obese. I ain't getting back on it. Well, as long as someone's using it. Oh, they like it. They can do the yoga. Yeah. Um, skateboarding. Cool. A uh, bunch of just dis- dis- cool games, but I ain't getting back on it. I'm still playing DDR. I have a big metal pad. Yeah. But I turned but. off the thing that yells at you if you start missing stuff. <laughs> Are you watching the sequence okay? (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) And it it actually boo after a while. Oh, we start feeling like boo. (laughs) In in the in the we fit yoga thing, there's a one of the exercises is breathing. Uh huh. And so you're just standing there, breathing. Okay, it's important part of yoga. And it's like. Good job. Keep it up. And I'm like, yeah, I'd like to keep up the breathing part. That <laughs> makes sense to me. <laughs> you know? Yoga breathing actually has, you have to learn that. Yeah. It's different. Yes, it is. Deep breathing. Deep yeah, breathing. Different. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. And when you guys are out and about on the interwebs, be sure to check out Ego Networks over to egonetworks.com for a lot of great other podcasts, part of the Ego uh, Broadcasting Network. Go check them out. And also add to your collection, Vote to Kick. You can find them over at twitch.tv slash vote number two kick. They are an explicit podcast, but they're explicitly funny. So go check them out. And if you want to get your complete fill of WoW Podcasts, check out the WoW Podcast subreddit over at reddit.com slash r slash wow podcasts. You can be part of next week's show by sending us your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Send an email over to contribute at hearthcast.com. You can tweet me at hearthcastfreck or root at hearthcastroot. Like our Facebook page or send us a voice message on hearthcast.com using SpeakPipe. No registration or installation required. We'd again like to thank our sponsors for Season 5. That is OpenRaid. 
You can find Hearthcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or just drop our RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app. Until next week, this has been Root and Freckleface for Hearthcast.com. 